soon. I went to bed at five. What time did you go to bed? Oh my god, we're doing great. Yeah. Leave that in. <laughs> Killing it. That's right, listeners. This is what we do for you so that we have episodes. Oh my god. Uh, sure. Hi, Lauren. <laughs> nope. Hi, I'm Karen. I'm god Lauren. damn it. <sighs> and I'm Lauren. Uh, and this is Downstage Left, a theater podcast where we talk a little, laugh a lot, know nothing. And I. Well, if she left it in, it's because I've got, like, one oh, hour of sleep no, and I'm I struggle hard. It. So, what a time to be alive. Hello, Lauren. Hey, Karen. How are you? I'm doing great. Are you? Yeah, I'm doing fantastic. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, sure. i happy to be here. <laughs> we This episode is going to come out, like, way later than we're recording sure. it. But last night was for sure my Halloween party. It was. Just in case anyone is, like, keeping track of, like, when we're recording this versus when it's coming out. But, Correct. Like, oh, you can put a little, <sighs> like, a little FBI timeline together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Congrats. What's going on with that? But, yeah, uh, so we're real tired this morning. Um, somebody from the party, like, had to stay overnight because, like, that's what you do sometimes. Oh, it wasn't me, by the way. I, no. Just to be clear, I did not go to Lauren's party because I do love Lauren and I do love parties, but I don't like Halloween. No, no, no. And it was fine. It, there were lots of people. And sure. I saw the pictures this morning everybody looked great in a way where i would not have shown up with that effort and no. so it would have been sad <laughs> but you, I think. you wouldn't have been the only one not in costume no, but no. anyway so like for uh, so one of our friends stayed over and it was ryan and so sure, ryan, almost, the pod. Got in the car. i was almost like get in the car we're going to karen's <laughs> he was like hey guess what i'm still dressed like beetlejuice and like no well, thank you <laughs> I, but i feel like the thing you need to say is like he was dressed as beetlejuice but had no shirt on and just had the suit and tie on he's gonna love when he listens to it's this fine. it's be fine again it's gonna be weeks from now and sure. i can't wait for that it'll be far enough away where like it's not a sad time for him maybe and it'll be all right he did say that he listens pretty regularly so like well, hey thanks buddy sure um but Love yeah, so him. like Alan was also mad that I got up so early to leave and he was like, hello, hey. And I was like, yeah, yeah, just whatever. So, but all three of us left the house at the same time, like high five. And we're like, okay, bye. Sure, <laughs> like, that is, that great. is potentially like partying in your like 30s. <laughs> it was really Where good. you're just like, well, I would love to have this lazy Sunday and sit and recover. But instead, we're all going to leave and go do stuff because we're idiots. Yep. Well, I'm like, my favorite part about the party too is like people walk in. And you, at a Halloween party, you don't always recognize everybody. Mm-hmm. So you're like, so I it, have my friend. <laughs> it took me a minute when I was looking at your pictures to figure out that Beetlejuice was, first I was like, where's Ryan? And yeah. then I was like, oh, Beetlejuice is Ryan. Because it was good. It was a good costume. It was a good costume. I will, took maybe me, I'll throw a picture up. You should. It took me a minute to recognize him also because I didn't know who he was until he said words. words and then yeah. I was like, oh, oh, cool, cool, cool. I know who you are now. Sure. But that's recognize like, his voice. Like a lot like, of people. Like, good job, bud. Good job. No, the people showed up and they had good costumes. Yes. Last night. Again, uh, this is coming out in November. That's Everyone's fine. like eating their Thanksgiving dinner. No, like, no, no. I think that's fine. <laughs> we'll we'll throw some up. Everybody can take a gander and it'll be all good. Be um, good. sure. I my reasons for not sleeping are less exciting, so we will skip over them. No, okay. Uh, sure. What? Uh, what are we doing today? Well, um, uh, Karen, uh, you keep asking me this. Like, I know, but this I know it's because that's our cadence. Uh, um, sure. No, no, but it is. Here's I'll 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 do this. Great. I'll take the segue for you. Um, yeah, I think you're going to continue your quest, your new quest. Sure, for and Christy I'm Altamere, yeah. really excited about it. Well, <clears throat> here's the thing. I think the quests are good in some ways for me, and I'll tell you why. Not because I'm like, oh, who can we get? But because it gives me a, <laughs> a place to go where I'm like, oh, I what, sh- what should I do this week? I'm like, oh, I know. Yeah, and then you can I like have narrow a, it Yes, scope. I'm like, yeah. oh, shows that this person has been in? Okay, yeah. let me take a look at those. Just because, like, the the world of theater and musical theater, and we it's do mostly vast. musicals, but, like, it's we true. do some straight we should, shows. We should. You probably do. You know more straight shows than I do, probably. I might. Yeah. I, no, 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 no. But, um, but, like, it's just there's so much content that, like, yeah. it does, I think, help sort of narrow the... The focus it's a, a good guide bit, for so. me. So uh, we are continuing our quest for Christy Altamere today. And <clears throat> potentially her best known show, mm-hmm. the show that she um, opened and closed. So she was in it all the way through closing, which is kind of cool, uh, is Anastasia. Oh, my gosh. I okay. saw her in it. You did? Yeah. And it was pretty much the OBC cast aside from um, names I can't remember, but I'll get into it. Besides Dimitri, Derek Lennon had just left. Oh, okay. Um, which was like fine. Zach, Zach Adkins took over, and he was great. So I, I feel fine about it. That's but awesome. um, we went inside in New York uh before it closed, maybe the summer before it closed, and we had great seats. And it was we saw it as a matinee, so we like scooched right up to that front row balcony seat, Excellent. and uh, it was like 
really tremendous. So we're going to talk about Anastasia today. Lauren, what do you know about Anastasia? Uh, I have not seen the musical. Um, it was one of my favorite movies. Sure, as familiar a child. with the movie. Of yeah, course. I loved it. And well, and my like little like theater kid brain growing up was watching this animated film, thinking like, you know what, this belongs on stage. And like, I agree, it's animated that way, potentially so. better than some other Disney properties because Agreed. Anastasia is not Disney; it's like Fox or something. But um. Wasn't mm-hmm. it bought by Disney at some point, though? Uh, probably. Because I feel like there was, like, is it on, Disney on social media, like, a lot of people were like, oh, my God, sure. Anastasia's a Disney princess now. Sure, like, okay, but... Well, everyone calm down, but... Like. Uh, sure, I don't know that. But, um, no, no, no. It was, like, one of the, like, one of the better... Not, like, especially when it came out, because it kind of came out during that golden age of Disney, I feel oh, like. Yes. So, it's one of those things where, um, when it came out, sure, but, yeah, 97. So, right around when, like... A little, little bit past, like, Beauty and the Beast and those types of movies, but, like, yeah. right around it. And so everyone 100% got confused and thought it was a Disney movie. But it was really good. It was really good. And I feel like, like, thinking about the story now, it's mm-hmm. much grittier than, like, a traditional yeah. Disney movie. Yes. Which I think, like, was why people were like, oh, this is a very refreshing sort well, of idea. I loved it. Based in reality. Based on real people versus, you know, Disney's a little more fairy tale. If you count, like, Pocahontas, which is, like, some bullshit. Yeah. Well, (laughs) in a way where the way that Disney has tackled historic figures has been to, like, really tell a not true tale where you're like, wait, Pocahontas was, like, 13. And also, she didn't didn't like John Smith. Like, what? Yeah. Um, Sure, I hate that. (laughs) I hate the historical inaccuracies of Disney movies. Uh, Anyway. It's kind of a mess. um, But this was obviously based on the Romanovs Mm -hmm. of Russia. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And then, for those of you who, like, I guess don't know the lore, it's basically the entire, sure, the entire royal family. It was during the uprising and, I think, Bolshevik Revolution and everything like that. And um, basically, the royal family was captured and gunned down and killed. But rumors have abounded for years, although they have been, like, put to rest, um, that Anastasia survived. She was one of, like, four daughters, I think. Yeah, five daughters. Um, and she, we'll find out. Uh, she, sure, we'll find out. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know this part, so um, I'm just like, well, and she, <laughs> but the rumors that she survived, and for years, there have been, uh, you know, all these people have popped up going, yes, I am the long lost Romanoff, Anastasia, and oh. believe me. And there, there were some, we maybe will get into it, but there were some really prevalent people who like made it kind of far. Or like one lady in particular really like almost had everybody. So that's a little bit what the basis of this show is and what the movie was is the idea that someone out there exists that was the lost Romanoff daughter. Mm hmm. That she survived, and honestly, sure, that is a darker place than Disney. Like, Disney loves to, like, kill a mom or a dad, but this is, like, the entire family was gunned down and murdered. Yeah. Well, that, and, like, and even, like, after that first scene happened, (laughs) there's all sorts of weird stuff, like, that, like, evil Rasputin guy. Sure, he's, like, a real creeper evil villain. Sure, and again, Rasputin, (laughs) a real character, and he was known, he, people thought that he had, he's kind of, he's disgusting. He's, like, one of the grossest human beings, like hygienically and then also as like a human yeah sure i i like this history so i know a little bit about it but um he basically everybody thought that he had some sort of mysticism over uh the Tsarina, and that's why and also he the youngest sure alexi the youngest son cool uh who was heir to the like heir to the throne had hemophilia a lot a bunch of the kids did but so he was like obviously very prone to like they were very worried about him all the time and so when Rasputin came in, he basically did some health things for him that, like, whatever it was, probably coincidental, but nothing like... And so then, because they were so desperate to keep Alexei alive, they were like, let's put all our faith in this man because mm. he's going to do it because he's healed him and blah, 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 blah. So it was, like, a lot of that. Um, sure, the way they animated Rasputin was, Oh, like, he's very creepy. creepy. and weird. And, like, his head, like, coming off all the time. Sure, like, but, a fun, but a fun bat. It, yeah, oh my god. Okay, so, like, literally, my this is my favorite Bartok? character. Yeah, yeah Bartok yeah. the Bat. Thank you. Uh, my favorite character. I and, can't believe I just pulled that out of my ass. <laughs> Here's how I remember it, too, because, like, I'm sure he's named potentially for the composer, Bartok, mm-hmm. which is very good, because when I was in music school, we were studying, like, music history, and Bartok came up, and I was like, and I kick her, sir! And, like, sure. my professor was like, please leave this room. You're like, this is a, this is a professional ex- educational <laughs> yeah, experience, and you're ruining it. get out of here. Um, sure. So, <laughs> so that's a little bit of historic background. The bat, I don't know if that's historically accurate, but honestly, it could have been. What if it is? Like, I'm sure. Maybe that's what happened to the composer Bartok after he died. He um, became a white bat. Okay. 
Uh, sure. A scrappy white band. Anyway, so this musical is a little darker than I think some other words for like a kids like a kids musical. Yeah. Um, but it uh, it went into the development and uh, did a pre run in, in Connecticut. Opened in twenty April twenty seventeen at the Broadhurst. Um, an interesting thing is it actually started. They started doing readings for it in twenty twelve. Oh. And this is maybe the interesting thing. Um, Aaron Tveit was Dimitri, read for Dimitri, and uh, the late great Angela Lansbury read oh. for the Empress. Oh my goodness! I oh, know. Wasn't she R.I.P. Was she the voice in the film? Oh, you might be right. Let's hold, please. If uh, that's a, like, I feel like I. My yes, brain you is are like, correct. Yes, I got it. But good job. Um, yeah, I just remember very. Dis- I mean, that's a distinct voice. Like, it but is the a film had voice. some really distinct voices in sure, general. Meg Ryan, Peters, like yep, John Cusack, Bernadette Peters, Kelsey Grammer, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like a huge all-star cast for this. Like, it really is. Film. Um, but oh. that's right when sure, and that was probably a little bit of a departure from Disney as well because Disney a lot of times their voice actors were like Unknown. in-house people that we don't we know now, yeah. kind of. But that was like, oh, that that was really kind of the beginning of star, like famous people doing going, which voice. now is like, that's all they are is just famous people doing well, it. Well, it's so. always fun too because like I I like recognize voices really really easily. Me too. And yeah. so I love to play the game. And Alan doesn't really play because he's like I don't know who that is. But I like to play the game. Where I'm like whose voice is that? And Me too. Like, I, I like don't know. That. <laughs> I like doing that for commercial voiceovers too, yes. where you're like, oh, yes. this Hyundai commercial is being narrated by. Kevin Pollack. Yeah. <laughs> My parents used to do that all the time. They'd be like, whose voice is that? And they'd like quiz each other. Sure. And it was like a very cute thing. And oh, I that is cute. always try to make that happen with my spouse and my spouse. And he just doesn't, doesn't he's like, no, thank you. Well, he just doesn't know. He's, oh, like, he's just like, visual, I don't, he's like, I have no idea who this I is. I don't know. Okay, fine. I don't know. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, there, it's an interesting thing. Six numbers were from the original movie, 16 new numbers. Sure, that's um, a lot of yep. new numbers. Yep. Uh, and then the musical also omits the weird supernatural elements that we were just talking about with Rasputin. Oh, of course. Um, got it, got it, in got which, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, yeah. that's... Rasputin's not in the musical. Oh, not at all? No, he's replaced by Gleb, and I didn't... I was like, Rasputin's not in it, I don't think. But, no. yeah. Cool. Um, I was. I mean, that's especially some of the stuff that Rasputin does. Very difficult to put Agreed. on the stage. Like that maybe was the part where I was like, maybe this isn't on stage. But I've seen weirder stuff on stage. Sure. Too. Well, I think maybe for the child money making element, mm. you maybe remove that. Yeah. We'll get into it. But basically, it ran for almost two years. Eight hundred and eight regular performances and thirty four previews. Um, it's been on tour. Uh, it's been done in a bunch of other different places around the world. Um, but yeah, let's, maybe let's get into it. Sure. I've heard some of the new music, not very well, not enough to like be like, oh mm-hmm. yes, I remember this song, but I've like in passing good. heard it. Um, I liked the original stuff, so I can't imagine I would It's a good, stuff. I'll tell you what, it's a good soundtrack. I also think it's an interesting thing where I kind of love, I mean, I kind of love this, although I don't know, maybe it, like the longevity. I kind of love that Christy Altmer originated the role on Broadway and then watched and saw it close. Yeah. There's something really, I think, kind of neat about being able to see the original person do it, I guess. Yeah. Um, it was really cool to see her do it and just be so comfortable. So, um, and then they've done cool things where like Anastasia's around the world sing, blah, 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 you know, whatever oh, together. I Very phantom esque, like all the Christines, all the phantoms. Oh, yeah, sure, sure, sure. I was looking at, um, there's like a choral arrangement of Once Upon a December that I was like, maybe I put this on a December concert. Is oh, that yeah. too on the nose? Who knows? I don't know. We sang it for one of our for, for one of our Christmas ones, and it was cute. Yeah. I mean, because it's not a religious song, but it is very much a holiday tune. Because it is. literally December. I don't know. I was thinking about giving it, giving it to my sixth graders. We'll there you go. All right. They can We'll keep it. you updated. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> this is great. They are like just really excited to sing stuff. Anyway. Okay. It's uh, <laughs> Sure. Uh, okay, the show begins with a prologue, which I think is very interesting. Cool. Uh, in 1906, in St. Petersburg, Russia, uh, Dowager Empress Maria Fedoranova, nope, Fedorovna. I'm not looking at the Empress so Maria <laughs> comforts her youngest granddaughter, five-year-old Grand Duchess Anastasia, who is saddened by the fact that her grandmother is moving to Paris. Before leaving, the Dowager Empress gives Anastasia a music box as a parting gift prologue once upon a december that is from the movie yeah yeah, yeah. uh it's a really haunting little melody um pay attention to the music box it's important um (laughs) and it was in the movie too i mean it was yeah and i feel like that was like a big part of like the merchandising was like oh my god you had (laughs) the anastasia no for sure and the weird necklace that opens it that's right that's right (laughs) sold separately (laughs) (laughs) sure 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 uh okay 
Uh, 11, we're still in the prologue. 11 years later, Anastasia is attending a ball with her family and the Bolsheviks invade the palace. I'm going to tell you, it's Bunch done beautifully oh, in yeah. the transition where it's like one of those fun, like rotating, moving things. She like gets off with the bed and like little Anastasia leaves and then waltz is on and it's the family and like guests mm-hmm. in like full, beautiful, like ball costumes. Like they're done like very elegantly very royally and the family interacts like it's really cute where they like run and hug each- you can tell that they like love each other the little alexis like running around it's very very cute and very much um one of the things uh, sure historically is nicholas and sure i can't remember her freaking name um the and the wife well i can only remember the dad for some reason because i'm sexist <laughs> I guess leave that in there. Alexandra. Sure, Alexandra. There we go. Um, I mean, like, honestly, <laughs> all that for the name Alexandra, which, to be honest, one of the most we basic could've, Russian we could've, Sure, we could have guessed. <laughs> we were just Sasha, like, but, got it. But is it Alexandra? Sure. <laughs> okay. Okay, so, so sorry. So, anyway, um, sure, one of, the, one of the historic pieces is that he, the two of them, Alexandra and Nicholas, were very in love, which at the time was, like, obviously kind of a not a thing yeah. royals really is it a thing royals do now we don't know who knows but uh you know what i'm saying like it was just kind of atypical where they actually really loved and respected one another and kind of ruled in that way like sadly over the them. like poor people and that was what the uprising was with the bolsheviks but but you know whatever so um that whole thing is painted and they do a cool thing where they like are dancing and it's beautiful and then they do the thing where they all stop and come together and do like a picture oh nice and it's like based on an a-, a historic picture from whatever yeah um but then the bolsheviks invade the palace this is actually a little scary i will say if you have a small child and they're watching this this beginning part is like a little scary oh. because essentially men with guns run in and just start pulling people and grab it and every oh it the music changes the lighting changes yeah. and everybody is like helter skelter and runs and like gets pulled and there's like screaming and wow. like things like that um sure it's that's it's intense scary um well, as the, sure oh, sorry well, that's one of those things too where like seeing it in front of you live in person yes. different than seeing an animated yes. version of it you know what i mean of like, course that's where we talk about that a lot um anyway. as the romanovs attempt to escape anastasia tries to retrieve her music box only to be shot at and captured Ooh. along with the rest of the family in a song called the last dance of the romanovs and like i said it is it's like scary. It's meant to, it's not like a beautiful, you know, it's yeah, like scary. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the Dowager Empress later receives word in Paris that the entire family has been executed. So that is how Oof. we begin our tale in I the like prologue. I like chills right now. Like, sure. that sounds very scary. It's, <laughs> it's, it is, well, and it's really moving because the way they do it is she, like, gets word and you just see her emotion. And if you know the story a little bit and you, like I said, they, they don't really leave anything like not to the they do leave some stuff to the imagination but so. oh but you are like holy shit uh okay act one so that's the prologue oh my god <laughs> correct act one 1927 so we're looking at about 21 years later mm-hmm. All right. is that right yeah and uh no no it is <laughs> so 21 years later uh in 1920 no is <laughs> yeah okay yep oh my god we haven't slept. I was just going to say, no sleep and uh, mathematics. Hello. I'm great at math, but that was a I real, I are. just struggled real hard right then. Um, I am not, and I didn't even try it, because I was I like that you attention. just, you were just like, I'm here, just here for the ride. Okay. I'm literally just happy. Uh, sure. Uh, in 19, we, we skipped 21 years ahead to 1927, um, Gleg Vanganov, a great. general for the Bolsheviks who now control Russia, announces to the gloomy Russians that the now poor St. Petersburg has been renamed Leningrad, and he promises a bright and peaceful future. Um, sure, that's a lot of history, so we're not going to get into it. Right. In my other podcast, my history podcast. Um, the Russians protest this change but are uplifted by a rumor that Anastasia may have survived the Bolsheviks' attack. So, like, that's the whole thing is, like, for the most part, the Roman, the royal family was kind of... Not loved, but they weren't hated, and so a lot of people are still holding out hope that they will come back and, like, restore Russia to what it was. Um, And so that's why the, like, rumors continue. Uh, Two wanton conmen, the handsome young Dmitri and an ex-member of the imperial court named Vlad Popov, hear the rumors and brainstorm the biggest con in history. They will groom a naive girl to become Anastasia in order to extract extract money from the Dowager Empress. A rumor in St. Petersburg. Which is, that I think is the scene where I was like, this would be so good on stage. Sure. It's a super fun song and it reads very much like, almost like, like, 
Bonjour and like oh Val. yes yes but yes, it's, yes it's like it's that same energy yeah because you cut but it's like everyone's like ooh a rumor is she alive blah blah, blah. it's like that I love it <clears throat> um but that is kind of so that is one of the things that kind of happened historically post uh, post the royal family being murdered is uh, people were like still talking about it and they're like I think she escaped I don't know why there was a rumor just her but there was like rumor that she got out and then people did try to take in a con way like yeah. con man take way advantage. take advantage of it yeah. so this was is like was it because her accurate. body was never found is that why that well was so part the, of it? yes because the Rome so sure the royal family this is the thing their bodies were like kind of just thrown into a shallow ditch on the side of the road Great. so that was always a thing where yes I people except for they have now, I believe conclusively, been like, no, no, we found her body. But, um, yeah, and it, hers wasn't with it because they were kind of scattershot in the way they did it. Um, sure, maybe a bonus pod will be me doing the actual history. Honestly, like, great. I'm into this. Cause it's I'm, very intriguing. I don't have anything to say about sure, it, Sure, it's very, cool. very intriguing, and I, I kind of dig it. Okay. Great. So, Dimitri and Vlad. And uh, so, Dimitri uh, on, originated by Derek Klena, and um, Vlad was played is played by was played by the whole time um he was played by <laughs> john bolton okay and john he's a really funny he's been in a couple different things he's very funny um uh, and we got to see him and it was kind of fun to see the originator of it because yeah. this was very very good so um cool. so yeah christy altamir obviously will come up here and then gleb is ramin caramelou oh. naked phantom Love, <laughs> love a naked, naked phantom. You know, when we saw it, it was Max von S, who also oh. is still very good. Yeah, yeah, handsome. He is handsome. Dreamy and handsome. Okay, sure, we love a dreamy, handsome dude. He on well, but he was the villain, so hey. Still, okay, doesn't matter. Well, still, honestly, maybe more. <laughs> sometimes hand, more I handsome. Say, sometimes a little more intriguing when you're the villain and you're. That's right. Handsome. It's very confusing for me when I see a handsome villain. I'm like, I really don't want to like you, but I no, really like looking at you. That's right. Um. So anyway. Dimitri and Vlad hold unsuccessful auditions for their scheme at the theater in the abandoned Yusupov Palace. Just as they are about to give up hope at finding a suitable imposter, a street sweeper named Anya walks in to ask Dimitri about paperwork to get tickets for Paris. Dimitri and Vlad become fascinated as Anya explains that she doesn't remember who she is due to her amnesia and has very few memories of her past, the song In My Dreams. Amazed by her memory loss and resemblance to Anastasia, they select Anya as their imposter. Amazing. I I will say in the movie, I always love this because she's in this orphanage and then she yeah. must turn like 18 or whatever. And they, like, turned out. out. Yeah. And then the lady is like, together in Paris. And it's like, oh, it's just so good. I don't know. Like, sure. She's just like the Roz. Um, like, sure. Like from Monsters It's Well, and I'll tell you, it's one of those things. It's a musical contrivance of where course. you're just like, oh, hello. That's nice. And she just wanders in. So um, at the Capitol, government workers sort through rumors and reports for any that require further action. Three bitter actresses report Anya, Dimitri, and Vlad's plot to Gleb, but he dismisses them and files a case uh, Files a case for Anya. The rumors never end. So Gleb is the new villain. Gleb is the new... He kind of like replaces... Villain. Yeah, he replaces Rasputin, essentially, in a sense that they've done away with that, which... Um, a little bit makes sense in the way that, like, historically, Rasputin wasn't around. Like, he died, okay. although he did come back to life. There's, that's why they well, believe that's, him like, to be Well, that's, like, the movie is weird because he's, like, is he a, is he alive? Or, like, what is his Correct. deal? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So that's one of those things where Gleb, they've replaced him with a more realistic, like, mm-hmm. person, which I can appreciate. Yeah. Um, what From, is like, his, a production standpoint. Like, is, what is his relation to the story? Like, other than being the villain, like, what is he, like, what's his deal? He's the general of the Bolsheviks. Okay. So, or of the, a general for them. So, like, he is part of the, he is part of the, like, entity that's, I don't know, like, oppressing people, I guess, and, like, having to do things like that. So um, their goal is, like, eliminate all of the... Eliminate royal, royal family. Yeah. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> um, yeah. I'm back. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> at the Capitol, sure. Um, he gets that report. He says rumors never end. Back at the palace, <clears throat> Vlad and Dimitri groom a feisty Anya to become Anastasia through history, dining, and dancing lessons. Learn to do it, which is from the I movie. I love this song. Um, and it's super so cute because they do a lot of the, actually a lot of same things from the animated, but they the whole thing where they have the like the chalkboard that flips over and they're like looking at it and then they they're like now we dance and how you do it and da 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 and it's all those things and then it does do the build at the end when she's like I can't do it and then she's like wait da 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 and it uh, and it goes it's very good um Gleb orders Anya's arrest and she is brought to his office 
And the general interrogates the girl and warns her about the consequences of pretending to be Anastasia. He tries to convince her that Anastasia is really dead. He reveals that his father was one of the soldiers who shot the Romanovs. And as a boy, Gleb heard the gunshots and the family screams. Sure, a little dark. Wow, that's like, that's some like trauma. Gleb, we got to unpack your trauma, man. Sure. Sure, you got a lot of PTSD. There's a Um, lot of going on now. And like, are you okay, buddy? Correct. sounds like the answer is no. Um, However... Gleb notices that Anya has the Romanoff eyes and realizes (laughs) that Anya could indeed be Anastasia. Oh, boy. um, As he harbors feelings for her. Oh, oh, this is a new thing. Oh, by a little love triangle. What a twist. Hang on. Oh, that's Um, why he's got to be so handsome. That's right. Well, yeah, you can't. Come on. She's not going to fall in love with the friggin' Rasputin. So uh, he lets her off. He he develops some feelings for her in that two seconds. And, you know, like you do when you... Musical contrivance. Classic musical theater. Um, But it lets her off with the warning uh, in the song, The Neva Flows. Uh, Anya... Anya, Sorry, Anya. (laughs) Anya. Oh, God. I know. Anya... Just kidding. Anya reunites with Dimitri, and they are teased and attacked by his old con partners, whom they must fight off, the Never Flows reprise. Whoa. Um, She, of course, like, kicks their ass, so... And and Dimitri is like, whoa... Sure, he gets turned on. Yikes. Uh, Wait, how does she know how to kick people's asses? Just kind of. She's lived on the street. Oh. Okay, okay. Sure, just kidding. I don't know. It does I don't know. She's a sweet, street sweeper. Yeah, so. sure, man. She's Maybe she got herself. mugged one too many times and one was like, not time. today, bitches. Um, I don't know. That's right. <laughs> Impressed by her fighting skills, Dimitri opens up to her for the first time and tells him about his childhood in the streets of St. Petersburg and how he used to take care of himself as an order as an orphan and sings My Petersburg. Oh. That's very cute. Um, nice. Then Dimitri begins to trust her enough to show her a music box that he's failed to open, unaware it is the memento that was given to Anastasia by the Dowager Empress. What? Of what? course. Of course. Oh my gosh. Uh, she right, easily, sure, she <laughs> easily winds and opens the box and begins to vaguely remember her past, including an Imperial Ball many years earlier and sings Once Upon a December. There it is. And I, that's the, like, oh, banger from that movie. Love the... The whole sequence in the movie, let me tell sure. you, is very cool. It's very creepy. And love a similar it. thing kind of happens where she's remembering and, like, things happen. Um, that song in 97 went, like, main charts. Yeah. Like, it, it was a... Bop, yeah, dude. it is a bop. Um, a weird bop because, like, what a ballad. I mean, like, the sure, epitome of ballad. Sure. <laughs> but it is, like, it's haunting. It's good. And, you know, it's, like, fun to sing. I don't know. Uh, correct. Okay, so <laughs> You're like, yes. After after the episode, Anya is more resolute than ever to, to try to get to Paris, and Dimitri tells her they don't have enough money to buy the train tickets. She then gives him her, her most prized possession, Uh-oh. a diamond that oh. was found sewn to her dress when she was discovered years earlier. A secret she kept. Um, He's so just, she just given him diamonds. Well, she really wants to go to Paris. Um, okay. sure. This is the thing. So that is part of the lore, and that's why some people believe. Sure, they had to be like executed more than essentially once because the royal family had sewn jewels and whatnot into the like uh, bodices and the skirts of their dresses because they thought they were going to have to flee the palace. Mm. And so when they were shot at, it was like the rumor. This is a rumor, allegedly. Uh. They did not kill them right away because they were essentially wearing like a bulletproof. Yeah, they were wearing like bulletproof vest essentially in that way, and so there was like a lot of rumors that it was like an extra gruesome time because they weren't just like outright bang bang bang. Yeah, that's wild. So that is part of the lore that she, if she were Anastasia, she would have had this like something sewn into her dress in that way. Uh, So. Sure. The The real point is, though, if she was found as a child in an orphanage, she wouldn't have been able to keep that diamond. They I know, that's what I was going to say. Like, that. No. Uh, okay. Some, like, orphanage mom <laughs> sure. or whatever would have been like, well, this is my paycheck now. Hey. I don't know if that's a thing you call them as marms in an orphanage, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Okay. At the train. So <laughs> they got this diamond. They're ready to go. To Paris. To Paris. Uh, at the train station, Count Ippolitov. Oh, good. Ipolitov? Probably Ipolitov. I don't know. Recognizes Anya as an Anastasia Whoa. and kisses her hand. Um, <laughs> Thank you for saying her hand because I was like, sure. he just kisses her. And I was like, what a plot well, twist. you know. So he Damn. was, he, this count is like somebody who I believe was loyal to the royal family and remember, and the whole thing is he remembers her from when she was a little girl. Cool. And so it's the first kind of like Wait effort. It's been 21 years. Well, he doesn't sure. remember but that. she got those Romanoff eyes. Okay. Um, 
and that red Romanoff hair. If I met Although, someone when I was show, 10 years old hair, and then I met them now, they'd be like, sorry, who are you? Like, no, no one would be like, you have oh, fuller eyes. But Get here's it. what I'm going to tell you. Okay. Uh, no, I look the same. You've seen pictures of me as a small child. <laughs> I look the exact same. So maybe. like, I, I mean, maybe I don't, I don't think I look the same. Sure. I look the exact same. So, okay. A uh, 10 year old picture of me. But this is, sure, listeners, we'll try to, we'll try to dig some we'll stuff like up a, and we'll let you, yeah, we'll let you be the judge, but I'm going to tell you. I look pretty much the same. Um, okay, so it's but it's so this count recognizing her though is like mm-hmm. a little bit of a boon to them because they're like, ooh, our con is working because look at this man who this did know her believes. Sense. So he <laughs> they get um, he leads everyone in a prayer of farewell to Russia. Stay, I pray you, and it's really beautiful. Um, they get on the train, and during the train ride, Anya, Dimitri, and Vlad reflect on what they hope to accomplish in Paris. Anya hoping to discover that she is actually Anastasia, Dimitri's desire for money, mm-hmm. and Vlad hoping to win back Countess Lily Malvazeski Melvich. That's a lot of words in there. Sure, Sophie in the animated. Yeah, I was going to say, it's got to yep. be Sophie, right? Um, so this is what I'm going to say. I We have a little bit talked about this, I think, in previous episodes. I have mixed feelings about the way that theater is going with screens. I love me a yeah. practical set. I like when sets move. I like when it's practical, though, and you can get on it. And I don't always love a screen as your backdrop, as your whatever. Agree. Um, however, I will say, when it is used correctly, which I believe in this show it is used correctly, mm-hmm. um, it can be kind of cool. And so um, they did a they did a mix of practical sets where it's like things are coming in and out and flying and whatever. But this train sequence, I will say... It's essentially like an open steel like train car that you so you can you know you can see into it and stuff, and they put it on. They all just sit inside this car and like, say their lines, <laughs> and the sure. audience is like, "What are they doing?" I know. In there? <laughs> people are just like, "Well, this sucks." It was like a little window. It's a really uh, strange changing. I know. Person. Sorry. So I'm just trying to paint a picture. It's like essentially like a steel skeleton, and it's on the middle of the stage, and then behind it is the screen, and that is like the the passing like landscape, yeah. right? Okay. But they cool. do a cool thing where the car, like, moves and, like, shifts. So it's turning, and when it turns, the screen turns. So you get the feeling that it is, like, so it's not just, like, so it faces not- forward, and you're like, okay. So it's not like the beginning of the Music Man where they all have to just bounce Correct. Correct. Which, here's the thing, though. They are still kind of doing, except for it's, like, moving, and with the background going the way it goes, it really, you do get the sense that you're on this train with them. Oh. And then it does a cool thing where it turns, so you get to like the other so it goes all the way around so you get to the back of the train where people are having a conversation and then it comes back around so you get back to the where the front of the people are and it lets the three characters kind of move around and talk so it's not just them sitting bouncing singing the song they're actually able to move around the train a little bit more that's kind of neat uh sure it's it's a cool thing i bet you again this podcast does not support bootlegs but i bet you if you go find it online it's a it's very cool in person where that to me is an acceptable time to use a screen because you need to represent motion somehow in that way. Yeah. An unacceptable time is the new staging of Les Mis where he goes into the uh, sewers and no. it's just him like fake walking on stage. I hate that. No, I don't like okay. that. So that is what happens. Thank you for going to our TED Talk on screens on stage. <laughs> sure. I, listen, I got thoughts and feelings yeah. about it. Hot takes um, today. <laughs> sure. Oh, I didn't even finish the sentence. So he, Vlad oh. is, happy, is hoping to win back. Uh, Countess Lily, who, like I said, Sophie in the film, yeah. uh, the Dowager Empress's lady-in-waiting with whom he had an affair, mm-hmm. and he sings, we'll go from here. Nice. Bernadette Peters in the movie is Correct. Voice, which I was just like, I remember like learning that later like later on in life and having my mind like just blown, like just shook. Yes. Um, sure, you love me. I love her. Uh, sure, this is another dark turn. Count uh, Politov is fatally shot by the police oh. for illegally boarding the train. Oh my God. The police officers then go after Anya, Dmitri, and Vlad since they are wanted criminals in Russia, but they all jump off the train, narrowly avoiding capture. Oh, okay. Because they, they do that in the movie, but yep. it's like because Rasputin's there. Right. <laughs> like, yep. Not because the cops are there. <laughs> That's kind of interesting. Yep. Okay. Arguably more scary it to is. have cops after you. It does feel more scary. Uh, and to have just watched them kill somebody. <laughs> but I was, again, in the movie, and I'm like, this is my only point of reference. I'm going back to it, but the movie is like really dark too because he yeah. like attacks the train and the conductor and like I think kills a guy or yeah. something. And then like he like destroys the track and so you watch the whole train like fall into like nothingness. I don't know. It's like very dark and they just like narrowly escape after the train goes down. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, all the people on that train. Are oh yeah, dead. it like crashes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was sad. Sure, everyone on the train is dead. Um okay. Time. As they travel across Russia by foot, Gleb 
receives orders to follow Anya and kill her if she is the real Anastasia. Traveling sequence. But he's also in love with her. Oh my Gleb God. agrees to the task, but he realizes that he is in love with Anya and questions hey. his heart and sings still. I mean, that's very pretty. Um, cool. Anya, Vlad, and Dimitri finally arrive in Paris, and as they travel to Paris, Anya summons the courage to continue on with the hope that she will finally discover who she is. We close the first act with Journey, Journey to, to the, the Past. Past. Yeah! Yeah. It's a good first act closer, oh, honestly. Because it's another banger from that banger. from that movie. Yeah. Um, and I think a really good use of an original song, and like I said, it's a really good closer because it's a so belty good, good time. Um, almost like an 11 o'clock number a little bit in that way. That's kind of how I thought it would be yeah. used, but then I was like, well, then the story doesn't make any sense. But that's sure. Like, okay. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, that's fine. Sure. We get, and that's the end of act one. Cool. Uh, we get in it to act two. Um, Anya, Vlad, and Dimitri arrive in Paris, are swept up by the sights and sound of the city, and they sing, Paris holds the key to your heart. Um, it's very fun because... Everybody gets a little makeover, right? Yeah. In Russia, they're like scraggly and gross. In Paris, like it's they do the thing with um with Vlad where he like is like scraggly beard, and then in the second act of Paris, he's like oh, got no a beard? nice got a nice clean shaven beard, like it's nice and kempt, and nice. he's like got they all put on better clothes, and like you know in Russia Different they're like wigs dressed and stuff. Yeah, in, <laughs> sure. In um. In Paris, in Russia, they're dressed like peasants, and they have like sad overcoats and like shabby clothing. And in Paris, they all get like new suits, and she gets a dress and like that's what everyone wears nice hair, Russia, you know. I know, well, peasants and stuff. Sure. Um. So it's like kind of a little bit of a fun, and also the set changes where you go from the scarcity of what Russia was to like r- this really opulent set, which yeah. I think is fun. That's nice. Um. I bet that's very pretty. It's very pretty. Uh. When Vlad and Dmitri go off on their own, Anya visits the Pont Alexandre Third Bridge. <laughs> Named after uh, Anastasia's grandfather, and she feels a strong connection to it, and she sings Crossing a Bridge, which, is that in the movie? No. Sure, I don't think weird. so. Okay. Well. No, because I remember someone was talking about this <laughs> scene and Whatever. being like, you know, when you visit a bridge and feel something. Like, okay. Well, as always, <laughs> movies love to assign thoughts and feelings to things where you're like, do stuff, do stuff, where he's like, I can play this song, and you're like, oh my god, he must be my son. <laughs> So it's like one of those things. Oh um, man, what a contrivance! I love it. Correct. Uh, okay. So it. now a bitter old lady. Oh my. The Dowager Empress reads the letters of various Anastasia impersonators and heartbroken gives up hope of finding Anastasia and she sings close the door. Here's the thing. What a sad t- first of all, like how dare you? I just I mean, I get it. I get why people would be doing this, but like mm-hmm. this poor lady, like Correct. Oh, well, so here's sad. what I tell you. So um she was played and we saw her too by Mary Beth Pell. Okay. And so she's an older actress that you may know as Grams from Dawson's Creek. <laughs> she was like, uh, that is how I know her. Love which it. I'm so sorry because I think she's had like a very storied career. Creek, but like, that's, that's how I know her because that's my generation. Um, but she is, uh, let's see, Mary Beth Pell was in a billion things. And sure, while you look this up, I just need you to know mm-hmm. that like so many people just rode by on bikes outside. And like, that was a lot for me. <laughs> motorcycles are like bike bikes. Bicycles. Oh well, and they look like they were doing. Some it's because it's thing. nice weather out. But and they were all like, dressed suck. the same, like oh, sure. like as bicyclists, not just like casual. But you know, they were like wearing numbers, like something's going on, you know. Yeah. So that's cool. That probably means like me driving home later is gonna be like. Great. You're gonna hit. You're, I'm gonna, gonna run over a, a person. Um. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Mary sure. I guess I don't know. She really. She's been. She's like one of. The, she's like a really good character actress and did a lot of stuff on the stage. But like I said, um, she's Graham's on Dawson's Creek. Love that for her. That's how I know her. Okay. Live your best life. It is. Uh, she is. Uh, I think <laughs> she's doing she, it. She might Hopefully. be. Alive. Uh, oh my okay. God. No, nope. that- I know. I know. No. 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 Oh my no, God. No. 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 Let's <laughs> let's back on out of We're that. Gonna- okay. As Gleb arrives in Paris. Lily parties at the Neva Club, where rich and noble Russians ex- Russian exiles reminisce about the old Russia, land of yesterday. Cool. Uh, Lily is reunited with Vlad, with whom she is angry for stealing her jewelry when they were lovers. Oh my god, Vlad! Sure, the two rekindle their scandalous uh, romance, and Vlad convinces her to let Anya meet the Dowager Empress at the ballet next week, the Countess and the Common Man. Um, I'm gonna tell you, it's like a real cute number because oh. they're both uh, they're both the comic relief of the show. Yeah. So in a way, where when the two comic reliefs meet, <laughs> it's very fun. And she is, they play her very sassy. Love it. Where she's just like, "You broke my," you know. It's like very cute. Oh. It's, and he's like, "I know, I'm sorry, but I love you." Like it's like that. Um, oh, Vlad, 
Yeah. yeah. However, Vlad accidentally drops the ballet tickets, and Gleb, overhearing their plans, picks up the tickets. Ugh. Land of Yesterday Classic reprise. Vlad. Come on. I don't know, Vlad. Uh, at the hotel, Anya has a nightmare about the execution of the Romanovs. A nightmare. Dimitri comforts her and recounts a story of how he bowed to Anastasia at a parade as a young boy. Anya vividly remembers this, and the two realize that Anya is indeed the Grand Duchess Anastasia. Oh my God. And that's the uh, duet, I believe, in, in a crowd of thousands. Mm-hmm. It's very pretty. Cool. Uh, and it's this moment where the whole time, I mean, let's be real. This is like a rom-com where the whole time, the and it was in the in the um, animated as well. Yeah. The tension has been building where you, like, they don't get along, they fight, but then they're friends and they have these little moments and you can tell he loves her. Oh, yeah. And that she's starting to like him. And so this is like, kind of comes to a head and there's a, it, there's a moment when they realize, like, because he's telling the story and she's like, wait, I remember that. Oh, my God. And he kind of bows to her and the whole, like, dynamic changes. It's done very, very well. No, and I I remember watching this uh, as a, a youth also, and like it is a different. It, it's a obviously not a Disney film, even though visually it kind of looks like one. Sometimes. Sure, exactly. Um, but it's a it's a break from what Disney was doing, which was like these very vanilla, like, yes, <laughs> love fairy stories, tale, you know. Yeah, like, yep. and so like the fact that they had tension and like they were sassy with each other, but it yeah. was still such a a nice build to their relationship. Very, um, very rom-com, very like a Hepburn and Tracy, like very, that back and forth. I agree. Well, I'm like, and the fact that he wasn't like perfect, you know what I mean? Like he's not like a prince. He's just like a guy. And like, I just love that because that was at the time, a lot of just princes. (laughs) That's right. Princes. Prince Uh, Eric, what is he doing? You know? Sure. Uh, no, uh, in a way where in a lot of the Disney movies, the prince, the princes don't really do anything. No, they're just like there. They're just there. And in which this, they're like equals, uh, which well, I agree. The, the annoying part about the Disney movies, like the princes are there to give the princesses some kind of purpose. And that Correct. was like the most Correct. annoying thing. They, yeah, they didn't yeah. have any personality, but they, there was still like the princesses gotta, gotta want something. And yeah. here's a prince. <laughs> I agree. Okay. I agree. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So at the ballet, Vlad suspects that Anya and Dimitri are falling in love and is heartbroken on their behalf that the two can never be together and he sings meant to be. And oh. it is very heartbreaking. In a way, do you know what, and this is the fun thing too about Vlad, is he's that he's that lovable comic relief, but he really does care about them and that kind of comes through in the song and it's very sweet. Um, oh, Vlad. During the performance of Swan Lake, Anya sees the Dowager Empress and remembers her. The Dowager Empress also sees Anya and recognizes her but clings to denial. Cool. Dimitri and Gleb, who is conflicted about whether or not to shoot Anya, which, cool. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> cool, what a conflict. Well, um, okay. <laughs> reflect on the romantic feelings in its quartet at the ballet, and Honestly, it's very pretty. Karen, I hate when that happens. You know what I mean? When you, <laughs> sure, I, when you're like, like, oh, I just don't want to shoot I, that like, person. I gotta shoot this person, but I also really love them. Like, what am I gonna do? What's a guy to do, you know? Correct. Like, <laughs> Correct. So, it's this whole sequence where they, like, recognize each other but like the to the dowager empress's like credit she's like been so sad there's been so many that have like been like oh i'm her and then oh i'm not i lied so but the quartet ballet kind of brings that to a head um after the ballet lily recognizes anya as anastasia and immediately takes her to the dowager empress uh they not met before this no so before it's just they like see each other it's like Oh. I see. I know her. I know that lady. Look. Okay, okay, got it. Uh, Dimitri is anxious about the meeting and realizes that he is in love with Anya, but knows he must let her go to her family. Family? Family? Family. <laughs> family and everything to win. Uh, Anya leaves the meeting distraught, having learned from the Dowager Empress that Vlad and Dimitri... Oh, no. <laughs> sure. Uh, I'm sorry I set you on this. I, I know. So Having learned from the Dowager Empress that Vlad and Dimitri extensively tutored her to claim the reward. Mm. So it's that, sure, it's the rom-com where you find yeah. out about the bet. You know, it's oh, the, yeah. it's the I was just a bet to you. It's I was just so you could get the money. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously it's, it's heightened because she has feelings and is like friends with them. So it she feels, feels very used. Uh, as she storms off, Dimitri waits for the Dowager Empress. Uh, she rebuffs him, but Dimitri fiercely stands his, uh, stands on her, sure, on her gown tail for her to see Anya and the, heal her trauma. He, he stands on her dress? Yeah. Is that a thing from, he's doing? Yeah, to Man. keep her from going. Uh, which I think is in the movie. Uh, but, no, know. essentially, so what ends up happening is they all meet and the, it's sad because the, basically the Empress is still like, you're a very good lookalike, but I don't 
believe you. Yeah. And then she's like, and just as a heads up, the two men that you have been with are known con men who basically used you to get to me. And it's like heartbreaking because it's heartbreaking in a double way where you are like sad for the empress that she has been hurt and so like, many times so, that over. she yeah. will not believe this. And then sad for Anastasia because you're like, damn, I know <laughs> the only friend she has, she's like our asshole. Turns to be out, yeah. yeah turns out to be a real piece of work. Correct. Oh, uh, so the Dowager Empress declares Russia damned for its atrocities towards her family and its people since, and Dmitri warns that God may judge her dismissals as equally. So they have this like real toe to toe. I know, I know. <laughs> That's aggressive. Sure, where this she's like, Russia is damned, and he's like, so are you. Yeah, sucks and I, to suck. Yeah. Empress like. <laughs> sure, everybody is just really fucking going for it. That's right. Amazing. Uh, okay. Uh, wow, that's that like that's heavy. Correct. It's <laughs> really heavy, really quick here. Well, he has to like kind of make a point because back at the hotel, Uh-oh. Anya Pax admits her fury at her companions, but she is approached by the Dowager Empress, who, impressed with Dimitri's courage, has come to give her a chance. Which is, I thought you were about to be like back at the hotel. That villain dude is there, and oh, he's like, ahead. "Hey, I love you." <laughs> like, well, I'm like, what? Oh. Okay. Um, so basically, the dowager comes and is like, "Because your fake boyfriend called me an a-hole, I'm here." Um, <laughs> I got Anya called out by like a random guy. So correct. I'm Anya here. is shaken by the dowager empress's demeanor, asserting that she isn't the nana that Anya remembered. Uh, the dowager empress angrily questions Anya about her past in the Romanov family, but Anya compels her to reflect on the person she has become over the last two decades. Which. Whoa. Again, is like cut, cut this old woman some slack. She's like trying her best. Yeah, the I whole mean, family was, was murdered. murdered. Correct. Jeez, uh, that's like, so ev- much. Like everybody, let's give her a second. Like okay, she can, thank you. She's just trying her very best. Truly, okay? like she's uh, also an empress, and I don't know what that means at this time. Yeah, so, like she has responsibilities. Probably, I don't know. Correct. Um. Okay. Anya suddenly remembers the night the Dowager Empress left her for Paris. So Convenient, back to that prologue. Right, yeah. Yep. Um, yes. And when Anya produces the music box and sings the lullaby, the Empress finally realizes that Anya really is Anastasia and the two embrace now reunited after 20 years, once upon a December reprise. So sure. In the beginning, before she leaves for Paris, she sings a little like something Mm -hmm. uh, once upon a December. And so that is the other thing is like the, the theme reoccurs. They Um, do that in the movie too, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Very cute. Uh, a press conference is held the next morning where Vlad and Lily try to fend off the hungry reporters. The press conference. <laughs> I just, just have this image of the two of them, like, beating him with chairs. Like, get the fuck out of here. Sure. <laughs> I mean, pot- potentially. It's like a uh, whole thing. <laughs> before appearing in public, the Dowager Empress gladly tells Anya that Dimitri refused the money, favoring Anya's reunion. Anya expresses misgivings about her future life as a princess, and the Dowager Empress insists that no matter what she chooses, they'll always be together. And she's in, like, a big fancy dress and, like, has jewels on and stuff. And you're like, okay. Love it. Right? It's like the transformation. Um, Anya runs off to think. She realizes she is in love with Dimitri and decides she must go after him, everything to win reprise. As she turns to leave, Anya sees that Gleb has slipped in and locked them in the room. Oh, no. Well, this just got dark really fast. I know. Real Matt Lauer. locked her in. Matt Lauer stuff. Sure. Oh, God, Karen. Oh, if you don't know what that is, do a Google search. He's not relevant anymore Karen. for a reason. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Uh, he insists that she deny her royal identity and return to Russia with him. Oh, when she refuses, Gleb prepares to shoot her to complete his deceased father's mission. Oh, my God, Gleb. Sure. You need to calm down, man. I mean, genuinely. Uh, <laughs> Anya now clearly remembers. Sure, this is. Sure, this whole show is just about her, <laughs> like, getting over her, like, amnesia. The real story is, like, yeah. all these people are trying to just help her. Like, sure. They're, like, giving Gain her pictures memory. and stuff. Exactly. Like- uh,. Anya now clearly remembers the day her family was killed and boldly dares him to kill her so that she can be with her family. Ouch. Sure, she really taunts him. And it is a moment in the show. I love that for her, man. That's like a very cool... It is, where she's like, go ahead. Power move. Uh, Overcome with emotion and not willing to bear the shame of his father, Gleb is unable to kill Anya. And it's still slash the Never Flows reprise. Anya comforts Gleb and they call a truce. 
but not enough to be like i love you she's like i'm in love with someone like, else bye. still is it this is the phantom of the opera sure i'll tell you like, what hey I, no I, you're great this, but i gotta go if this was les mis this is when he would jump off a bridge like honestly yeah or yeah. like i here's the thing i thought you were about to be like and, and then, then he, he shot himself, himself. Yeah, i know I, like, yeah literally sure. i was like oh uh if it's not a children's movie 100 percent, that's what he does right okay yeah uh Vlad and Lily and the palace staff search for Anya and the Dowager Empress is joyful knowing that Anya is now where she belongs. She and Gleb announce to their people that the rumors of Anastasia will now cease. The reward for finding her will be donated to charity. Anya discovers Dimitri on the bridge where he believes himself unfit to be acknowledged by the Duchess onward. She refutes his shame by her title uh, and his nickname, Dima. I don't, I don't like that. that. I, don't, yeah. I don't think I like that. Uh, <laughs> sealing it, sealing the deal with a kiss. Gross. Uh, I'm no, just it's really sweet. No, I'm uh, sure it's the couple leaves Paris as the spirits of the Romanovs celebrate the life that Anya and Dimitri will have together. Uh. Finale. Oh. Sure, ghosts. Uh, <laughs> here's the thing. I love a ghost and just like appears, it's, you know? Um, it's that moment where I don't, Sarah, I don't remember this being in the order that she, like the Gleb stuff happens. I remember there being something else that happens first where she like talks to her grandma and she's like, grandma, I love you. And I want this for, I want this, but I'm in love with this man. I got to go. Yeah. And it's that moment where she like runs off to find him, you know, That's and then sweet. they, she gives everything up. So in that fairy tale way, mm-hmm. it's wraps it up by sure. Nobody ever claimed the throne. Nobody ever claimed to be the Grand Duchess Anastasia. There is no survivor of the Romanoffs, and that's where it is today, and that's why. Because uh, there was one, but she chose love over her title and then pieced out. So um, that is Anastasia. Here's what I'm going to tell you. It's a real fun musical. Yeah. I think in a way where it is like, it is kids because it is based on an, you know, an animated, yeah. but at the same time, not kids it's like kids that's what i mean it's like it's got some heft to it and as an adult it like if you didn't know it was based on like a kid's animated movie you would still go see it and be like well those are very good so i really like it um well, Obviously, don't you kind of feel like it, like the stage version is kind of for people in like mine and your generation. Yes, you know? I do. Oh, like, for it, sure. The movie came out when yep. I was like a kid, and yep. I'm like, this is for us. This is not for the children. Like, for sure. get out of here, kids. Uh, You're not invited. No, dude. I, I <laughs> for sure, man. I totally think I that. Kick the uh, kids out of the theater one by one. Get out of here. No one, uh, no one wants you here. It's been on tour. I like. Here's the thing. We saw. Like I said, I saw it on Broadway, but. If you have the chance to go see it on tour, go see it. It's, like, yeah. a really fun show. Um, as I said, Christy Altamir was uh, originated it and opened and closed it. Derek Klenna was in it until he left, and um, a couple people have replaced. So, Zach, we saw it with Zach Adkins, cool. and then Cody Simpson, pop star Cody Simpson, oh. replaced him. I have never seen clips, but I have thought. I have who knows questions how that is. about, I have a lot I don't of follow-up questions on that. Um... <laughs> Sure. We'll give the benefit of the doubt. I'm sure he's great. I Correct. Don't know. Uh, we talked about Ramin Karamalu, uh was glad, but was replaced Max von Essen, who that is who I saw. Yes. Uh, and then Caroline O'Connor was Lily and was replaced by Vicki Lewis, who is another like TV actress. She was in like, um, she was in news radio. She's been on a bunch of stuff. We saw it with Vicki Lewis and she was very good. Cool. Um, cool. It is, I think it, it was like pretty well received. Um, mix, it says mixed pos- to positive reviews. Um, <laughs> I mean, listen. <laughs> uh, cool. Okay, good. Well, I'm just saying it's it's like it got sure Ben Brantley, our favorite New oh, York Times. Ben Brantley. What um, did he say about it? The show in which she, Christy Altamir, appears trembles nonstop with internal conflicts during its drawn out two and a half hours. Oh. Uh, okay. Part of the source of its melees may be detected in a conspicuous credit below the title in the program that reads, inspired by the 20th Century Fox motion pictures. Anastasia may well tap into the dewy-eyed demographic that made Wicked such an indestructible favorite of female adolescents. I, excuse yeah. me, I take offense to the sure, that's term you. dewy-eyed do- demographic. Yeah, you can screw off Ben Brantley. Get out of here. Those without such nostalgic insulation are likely to find Anastasia a chore. Bloody periods of history like the Russian Revolution do not naturally lend themselves to perky song and dance. And that is a little bit true. I will okay, that's that. fair, I guess. I mean, uh, here's the thing. Russia, sure. Nothing about Russia is like perky song and dance. So, like, that's right. fine. Um, I get that. It was only nominated for two Tonys. Uh, Mary Beth Pell for Best Featured and Best Costume. Linda Cho oh. did not win. 
A bunch of Drama Desk Awards did win for Outstanding Projection Design, which I told. Mm, there you go. Okay. So I checked okay, out. okay cool. Uh, that, which is not a category at the Tonys. Otherwise, it might have won that. Oh um, Here's the thing. I don't want it to be because then everyone's going to try for it and then all the projections. And correct. then it's just oh, I don't like the screen show forever. Um, I hate it. But I, like I said, I think it's one of those things that uh, it's a good show and the music is good. I actually, the source, a lot of, you know, in a way where... Sometimes we pick things up that exist other places that have music and it's not good. Or you know, We talked about School of Rock was one of those where it kept yeah. in some of the original songs and then added to it. I think this is one of those shows that does a really good job of both, of, of taking source material music, which was already really good. As we said, it was in top 20 like mainstream radio, a couple of those songs. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, really kind of making it its own thing. Um I I think it's a good show. I'm su- I'll be honest. I'm surprised it didn't run longer. Yeah. Um, did the pandemic affect it, or just did it close before the pandemic? It closed before the pandemic, oh. but like maybe right up to it. So let's see. It closed in twenty nine March thirty first, twenty nineteen. So, oh, so like right literally before. a year right before. Sure. That's interesting. Uh, so I don't. You know what I mean? So I don't know. I I am surprised it didn't run longer because I do think it's been pretty popular. Huh. Uh, I think if you are uh, a history buff. Which I kind of, I like history. I feel I like, like you it. identify as a No, I do. I really do like history. There's a, a me and another life, maybe like a history professor, but. Um, maybe that's the next podcast we do. Is oh like, my God. I, here's the thing. I am desperate for a good history podcast. So if that's from us, I don't know if ours will be good, but. Uh, well, here's the thing. It would have to be you doing the history and me being like, color, me. <laughs> co- color commentary. Yeah, I, yeah. that's me. Um, <laughs> well, I, don't know. I always am looking for a good history podcast and there are a couple out there that I listen to, but. They are, it's like varied, but I will say if you do yourselves a favor, just go hit that wiki page and like go down a little rabbit hole about the Romanoffs. It's a really interesting story and a particularly in an interesting way where sure we haven't had this yet, but like a lot of the older countries you look like France and Russia Mm -hmm. had these uprisings from peasants and like uh, fighting the Royal, you know, the bourgeoisie and the aristocracy and things like that. Um, and it's kind of an interesting thing, and it was a very bloody time in Russian history that essentially really did end the monarchy there uh, that had existed for hundreds of years. And it's an interesting story to read about, like I said, the royal family, uh, if only because it's it's just when you think of royals i you know i do I, we do think sometimes i think of like people with a loveless marriage and whatever yeah. and the historic pieces that we know is that they were just very much in love uh that they really truly cared about one another and like were kind of for the most part this idyllic family different where they like played with their kids and they like talked to them and you know it wasn't just this funny thing so and i was right there were Four daughters and then one son, and okay. he was the heir because you know patriarchy. <laughs> but um, patriarchy at its finest, exactly. Russia. So, but the thing is, they all the way they talked about it, they all adored him and yeah. they all loved him, and they all were like, "Oh, little Alexi," and they they really kind of doted on him, especially because he was a hemophiliac. So, right. um, also, if you don't know what hemophilia is, it's when your blood doesn't clot correctly, and therefore. Uh, you you're in a real danger because yeah. internally, if you start bleeding, nobody will know and you will die. And then obviously an external wound. So join us on our medical podcast next. Oh boy. Uh, oh boy. This is a lot. Hey, welcome to. Sure. Our side podcast. Downstage. Uh, in the medical room. Sure. Um, downstage, downstage. In the operating observation theater. Deck. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, no. So it's really, like I said, it's really kind of an interesting thing that if you ever, Sure, in which they were shot and bayoneted to death. And that's where the jewels kind of saved them with the bayonets. Uh, And again, by Bolshevik revolutionaries. um, And it really just is... It just, it really just is something. That's like so, so sad and so dark. Oh my God, Karen, you're to sure. bum me out this morning. I, how dare you? <laughs> well, oh my God. Sorry about it. <laughs> sorry that history is so dark. Okay, well, <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. This so, is great. I uh, do okay. like this show, though. I mean, I'm excited to go see it at, at some point. Yeah, it'll tour back around. I think it was in Detroit a minute ago. Uh, so, Lauren, on a scale of zero Bartox to (laughs) five Bartox. How many Bartox would you get? I go, listen, I haven't seen it, so I don't know. Um, I like, I like the, the casting of a very handsome villain. Yeah. Um, so I'm on board with that. So like, I go four. I don't know. Yeah. Cause I don't, I only four, not full five. Cause I haven't seen it. So I can't give you a full five. Like, 
That's uh, what I'm going. I'm going to say I'll give it a four and a half. I thought it was a really good show. And despite Ben Brantley's like assessment of a two and a half hours, it has I'm a mad nice. At ben Brantley right now, so sure. him well, he's a real. I <laughs> We're can't... upset with sure. each other. Um, We're fighting. It has a really good flow to it. Where I'm going to say when we saw it, it did not feel like two and a half hours. Like it felt like the, the correct amount right. of time yeah. for a first act. The correct amount of time for a second. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I did not get the sense of like. Oh, when will this go? <laughs> when will this end? Um, and I Great. think too for Christy Altamir, really good, really good uh, character for her, in which she brings kind of a fun feistiness to it, uh, and that that has to be there. And then like a really nuanced emotional piece to it, where nice. it is this woman, honestly. Because here's the thing: at the end of the day, it is just a show of this woman remembering traumatic shit that like, happened to her <laughs> as a child. Let's just like. Remember the trauma that you've repressed, right? Like, of, like it, an injury, or but something. but like not in a safe and like therapeutic way, but just with in these an randos. Way. <laughs> yeah, where these randos just kept being like, "Well, one time my father killed a bunch of people," and you're like, "It's me." They were my people, like you know? <laughs> they so were like, my do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it is that, and so you have to. To Ben Brantley's point, it is a little bit dark to be like, and now a tap number. <laughs> but I think that they do it really well. And I don't know, like, it's just, it's a fun show. So, uh, and it is kid appropriate aside from some of those dark moments, but those dark moments will just fly right over their head. They'll be fine. Well, and, and the thing with the dark, it's not, it's not good to shield your children from all of the I dark thing. You know, they should experience a little bit of, of scariness because that's yeah. how the world is. The yep. world is not all sunshine and rainbows. Okay. Well, that's into the woods that you're talking about, but let's, anyway. Okay. <laughs> We can't. I can't go back to Into the Woods, man. I'll, I'll be here for another two hours. Sure. Uh, so anyway, I listen. I I think it's a fun show, so I encourage you to go see it. Uh, guys, tell us what you think. Have you seen Anastasia? Uh, let us know uh, at all our socials at Downstage Left PC, or if you're like want to write us an essay uh, at Downstage Left PC at gmail dot com. Please write the essay. I'll just read it on this sure. podcast. I'm going to tell you. You can also visit us at our website Downstage Left Podcast dot com. I'm yeah. getting ready to redo it. Oh, so get ready. It's on, it literally is on the list on my. It might door. be done by the time this episode drops. I don't. Oh, even know. that's true. Here's the thing. If it's not We're recording, so far ahead. <laughs> like I've really dropped the ball. So uh, <laughs> I'll message you and be like. Is it done yet? <laughs> sure. You're like, it's coming up. So, uh, okay, Lauren, I think we did it. Excellent. I'm going to say let's exit stage left. Oh, no. I know. Well, I just went real dark, so I guess I'm going to oh. amend. Um, exit. Sure. Followed by the police. No. Oh, uh, followed I'm by an arrest warrant. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, I'm going to say uh, exit stage left uh, pursued by rah, 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 rest. Stop. <laughs>